welcome to Cinebraskans, the daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Cruz, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hey, everybody. My name is David Berman. I am a culture writer and slot editor for the Daily Nebraskan. I am on the lead center uh, for Performing Arts Beat. Said that really weird, but um, yeah, and I, I'll, I do reviews there, and uh, yeah, I'll do something else every now and then. As well as... I'm Mia Everding. I am a photographer and videographer and culture reporter, and I write Netflix reviews and movie reviews and TV show reviews. All of the reviews. very convoluted, yes. And yeah, as I mentioned, I'm Kyle Cruz. I write movie reviews here for the DN, host this podcast, do a couple other random things here and there. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it's been a couple of weeks since, since we did this. It's been a minute, but we're all, we're all busy college kids. So, yeah, that, that, that'll do it. Now we have no excuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Priority number one. Yep. <laughs> I, you know, get, you know, screw all of our other responsibilities. We got to do this podcast. Every week. <laughs> our homework and our assignments yeah. and our stories don't need to do Who them. needs to write essays? Nope. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we'll just jump into it then uh, with our first segment, which is What Have I Done? What have done? What done? 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 And what have I done is the segment in which we just talk about what we've been up to for the past week or so, uh, like what what we've been watching, what we want to talk about, and yeah. So David and I have the same thing. So we'll start with you, Mia. Uh, what what are you, what have, what have you been up to? Um, well, this past weekend, uh, I reviewed. Well, I wrote. I watched a movie to review it. Golly, um, it was called All the Bright Places. It was a Netflix document or not documentary. It was a Netflix romance slash dramedy which i don't know if you would call a romedy or if that's even a thing <laughs> is it a thing i don't think i've ever heard a of romantic it. comedy a, a rom-com no, it, not drama but then why the rama why I, the Adi part my brain's not working <laughs> a rama i don't know a rama a rama a rom drum wait a rom drum a rom drum a romantic is that drama. a thing but there's no comedy in there yeah, but drum, just but like drum. D-R-A-M. Like so drama. drama. Rom, okay. drum, drum. Okay. I think I've coined a new phrase. I think so. That I like a, that. Yeah, anyway, it you. is a rom drum. <laughs> um, it was based on a book. My gosh, it was terrible, but I had a really fun time writing the review. So uh, possibly, it's my first negative review, um, so that's kind of fun. I really just leaned into it and picked apart everything that I did not like. So it's very biased, but I had a really fun time. So. Isn't that the point of a review? Is to be biased, because it's your opinion. Yeah, but like <laughs> there were good things in the film that I didn't talk about because I was like, no, all of this sucks. <laughs> so, wow. it's like, okay, here's one thing: like the music was actually really good. Like the soundtrack, if you just listen to it, or like the music used in it was very good. But because the movie sucked so much, you didn't even notice the music. What? So. What was the story of this movie, and why did it suck so much? So it is, it's based on a book from 2015, and the author is actually a co-screenplay writer. So in my review, I was like, oh, she will probably help the plot make a lot more sense. And you could like tell that it was based on a book. The plot just felt like really rushed but also just like really erratic like it just jumped around didn't really explain like character character development which was frustrating so it's this story between it's set in indiana and it's between these classmates who fall in love and it deals with like childhood trauma and like grief and mental illness which are all like important subjects to cover which is frustrating to see it dealt with so poorly the acting 
I do not like Elle Fanning, so I thought she sucked. You're not an Elle Fanning. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. I could see that in your head. Yeah. Uh, I am not. Um, Yeah, it was just not good. I think the pacing was really awful, really wooden performances. And it was also just a little creepy because it's like the typical like, oh, this girl doesn't like me. I must woo her and make her fall in love with me, which is just kind of creepy when you think about it. So, yeah, two thumbs down. My first negative review. I'm very happy. Not even a thumb to the side. Both thumbs straight down. (sighs) Maybe a thumb at like a hundred and... Mm, 95 degree angle very good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just like struggle to like put the yeah, to like Wait, orient zero thumb. 90. yeah just <laughs> 92 92 it's almost okay I, I, that's I, all i'll say i think we should make that the new like dn rating system it's like how many thumbs at what angle what, <laughs> is this movie what angle is this yeah i like that I, I put one thumb straight up and one thumb to the side at a 47 degree angle 76 percent thumb degree angle yep yeah i like that good stuff good job well <laughs> that, w- that went on for way too long yeah. i apologize that was, that was great a good bit um so moving on a uh, movie that i would give some some thumbs up to uh is how many <laughs> what four. percent you don't have four thumbs you crazy man your <laughs> toe thumbs yeah. um <laughs> thumbs yes. of your feet <laughs> toe thumbs all right four all right, toe um, thumbs straight up <laughs> we are off to a roaring start today <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah. The movie's The Invisible Man. Uh, just opened this past weekend. Uh, David and I both had a chance to check it out, so we're, we're just both going to talk about it at the same time. And yeah, this movie's great. Uh, directed by Lee Winnell, who did Upgrade a couple of years ago, which is just like the better version of Venom, except it's with an AI instead of an alien. Uh, instead of a goo, it's a, it's a robot. <laughs> yes, yeah. pretty much. Um, and yeah, that's really good. And I think Invisible Man is uh, a worthy like successor to that because so Universal just in general has not been doing too hot with their with their classic movie monsters. Like they tried they tried kickstarting the Dark Universe with what well, they tried doing it with Dracula Untold like back in 2014, and then they scrapped that. And then they tried doing it again with the Mummy in 2017, and then they scrapped that. Who has slack Sad. open? Not me. That was me. Well, I do, but my me. sound yeah. is off. Um, Sorry. But yeah, and so then I guess they just scrapped the idea of the Dark Universe altogether, and they're doing this now. Um, and yeah, I think it worked out really well. Uh, it's it's absolutely terrifying, and they they did such a good job of making the, just the smallest like little things absolutely horrifying. Like um, one thing I mentioned in my review um, was that the cinematographer had like a very difficult job of making literally nothing horrifying because there are so many shots of just like empty hallways or empty chairs or just whatever that on their own wouldn't be be all that scary. But it's the fact that you don't know if what you're looking at is really empty or not. That makes it absolutely terrifying. Um, and yeah, David, what, what, what do you think of that? Yeah. Uh, to go off that, uh, yeah, I just think it's so clever how they did that. And there's kind of like a certain, visual cue that they use of a certain way that they pan where it's like boom you know he's there even though you can't see him and um i just think it's it's really brilliant to just just the way that lee winnell kind of updated the story and made it really modern and kind of put it in kind of like a me too era where 
um, it's it's Elizabeth Moss, and she's in this abusive relationship, and um, she is able to get out of it. Um, but then, like, it, it kind of deals with kind of gaslighting in relationships and people not believing women that they're being abused, and in this case, also not believing her that there's an invisible man stalking her. Um, so yeah, it's really really good, and it, I think at the beginning, it's really just like a straight up horror movie. And then it kind of shifts in the middle to more of a thriller. And I think it, that just meshed really well, too. Yeah. So David and I, uh, last spring semester, was it that we were in that class? Um, we, we were in the same, uh, like, horror class together. It was, uh, it was like, why women love horror and suspense films. And mm-hmm. it was just all about, like, how horror, um, like, the genre can, like, um, tell stories about, like, from the women perspective, from the perspective of women and just, like, touch on all of these different topics that uh, in a way that not a lot of other genres really can. Um, and I think this film would have worked very well in that class. Um, it would have been one that like, it's a film that as you're watching it, you're like, yeah, this, there will be essays written about this. Yeah. Like it's just, it is that kind of movie. Um, and then on top of all of that, it's, it's so we'll, we'll just kind of jump into this. If um, So it's doing, it's doing really well at the box office. Um, so it was made on a budget of only $7 million, which like, in today's wow. uh, like in today's environment of massive blockbusters, that's it's barely nothing. anything. Yeah. Um, and opening weekend in the U.S., it made twenty nine million worldwide. It made forty nine, and so it's already well made its money back. Um, and yeah, it's really really exciting to see uh, good films be successful. Yep. Um, and yeah, what do you what do you guys think about this? Uh, Mia, are you planning on seeing or I guess not seeing the Invisible Man? <laughs> Wow, you're just full of it today. I am. It's, <laughs> it's one of those days. It's one of those days. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> possibly. Probably not in theaters just because I have no time right now. Um, but what's new? But I might. I, I'm not one for horror, and I don't really like Elizabeth Moss, but I'd be willing to try it out. So. Do you not like her because she's a Scientologist? No, I don't like her. I feel like I've only seen her in like Us. And I forgot she was in us. Yeah. yeah. And she's her really ca- I mean her character yeah. I mean she's good, but it's just like such a I mean it's a creepy character, so and then what's the other um She's in Handmaid's Tale, but I haven't seen that. Have you There's seen another... the one I love? Yes. That's pretty she's good. Pretty, Very good movie. She's good in that one. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like her that much. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I think, think she just has a face. I haven't seen her in a lot of in many movies, but like her performance in The Invisible Man is absolutely fantastic yeah. because so no, as David mentioned earlier, like no one in the film is believing her that she's being like tortured by this invisible man. Because you wouldn't, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah. she's just like slowly going insane as no one's believing her, and she doesn't know what to do, and she plays that off really well. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it just kind of holds the whole film together. Because mm-hmm. if you don't believe her performance, then I feel like the film doesn't work. But because she did such a good job, it just made it the film hmm. outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. But yeah. So then we'll just we'll just move into other. Other movie news, um, starting with a, f- a few little comic book things. Um, so first of all, uh, The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, has completed produc- production. They are done shooting, which I think is really interesting because this movie is not coming out until August of 2021. And so may- may- maybe it'll move up. May- maybe they'll like say, hey, we've got this done, so we'll just release it sooner. Maybe they won't. Maybe they're just leaving plenty of time for visual effects and resuits and all that kind of stuff, which could very well be the case. Um, but yeah, it just it's exciting to know that this film 
is done, which means James Gunn's probably going to be moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy 3 sooner rather than later. Which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I'm just kind of speculating here, but I think it may have something to do with DC movies have been so plagued with reshoots that I think they're like, we're probably just going to have to reshoot a lot of this too. So I think they're giving time there and just yeah. making sure we've done the initial shoot, we know what we have, and now like we can go back and tweak where we need to. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see all of these all of these things coming together. Yeah. Um, where I feel like I was going to say something else to do with this. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. In the post that James Gunn, um, I think he posted on Instagram that they were done shooting, but he said that it was one of the most like fulfilling film shoots he's ever been on. Um, so that's, I mean, obviously he's not going to say anything bad about it. He just finished <laughs> he's shooting. He's like, well, this one was, all this right. one was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like it's something you like that wording specifically isn't something you just like throw in there just cause you can. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's encouraging yeah, to see for sure. Um, especially right after, uh, birds of prey came out and that was a ton of fun. So I'm excited to see how this film goes. I forgot that movie came out. I really enjoyed it like a lot but i think just because it's gotten no buzz like anywhere else since it's come out i kind of just forgot about yeah it that movie came out like a month ago yeah yep totally don't remember <laughs> yep all right um as far as uh the only other really comic book uh movie news related thing we've got is that mark revelo has uh said that he's in talks to join the she hulk show which i feel like this is kind of a given like yeah like i don't know i feel like in order to introduce this character, you kind of like inherently need to tie it into the Hulk. Like it's in the name. And so Hulk's going to be in the show. Um, we'll see how much of a role he has in it. Um, so there were, there were reports going around that uh, they were pretty much going to like hardcore, just stick to the comic origin of this character and have it be like Bruce Banner's cousin that he has to give like a blood transfusion to, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, I'm just really curious to see what the show actually ends up being. Um, because I'll be honest, I never actually thought we'd get a live action She-Hulk, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. I'm just, I'm excited to see who they cast yeah. as She-Hulk. I think that will, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of kind of interesting rumors and candidates that I think would all be really good. So, yeah, I'm curious to see both who they cast and what the design of the character is because She-Hulk in the comics, um, she like mostly just stays in her She-Hulk like form. Like she's basically like already like smart hulk from endgame like she and she's like a lawyer and she's not i I feel like she's like larger than the average person but she's not like hulk sized yeah and so like are they just gonna like do do makeup on whoever they cast or are they actually gonna have it be a cg character or like how how are they gonna do this yeah Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see um yeah moving into just other franchise related news um so have i have any of you guys played uncharted nope Nope. cool neither have i (laughs) So I, I don't know much about the Uncharted uh, video game other than just what I've picked up from reading movie news about it. Um, but this movie's been in development for a long time. Mark, uh, not Mark Ruffalo, uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg was supposed to star in it at one point, but then it took too long to get going. And so now Tom Holland's starring in it as Nathan Drake and uh, Mark Wahlberg's actually playing like his mentor in the movie. So it kind of <laughs> came around. Uh, but yeah, apparently Antonio Banderas, uh, Fred Osh, uh, fresh off his uh, Oscar nomination for Pain and Glory, has joined this movie. Don't really know what role he's going to be playing yet. I kind of hope he's playing a villain, just because I think Antonio Banderas is a great villain. Mm-hmm. Like, he, uh, yeah. And so I'm I'm looking forward to this. It definitely gets me more intrigued to see what this movie's going to be. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any interest in this? You know, uh, Uncharted 
is something that's kind of always been on my list of video games to play. And I think now with this coming out, I'll probably give at least one of them a shot because I've heard they're very good. Um, and, you know, I think I'll believe this movie is being made when it's, you know, when it's being filmed because it's gone through a lot of kind of production hell. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, a good cast. So hopefully it uh, moves forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a lot to add to it. I, I do know, though, that it's been kind of a long process of getting started on it so it'll be exciting to hopefully see something come to fruition with it yeah um i guess from there uh we got we got a little a little bit of star wars to talk about which i love star wars but i i don't want to i don't want to talk about star wars (laughs) it's just at this point it's just so especially episode nine it's just so especially like in Coming off of episode eight, which was incredibly divisive, and episode nine, which is just like I liked it, but it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Um, but I, su- I suppose very light spoilers for Star Wars episode nine <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. It's been out since um, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they they have confirmed that uh, through the novelization mm-hmm. of the movie, that one thing that they that they didn't really make super clear in the film was how exactly Palpatine was back. They just like never really explained it but i guess the novelization of the film which is coming out soon confirms that he's a clone so i guess that's a thing fine <laughs> yeah whatever like they made, they were like in the movie it's just kind of like he's back or something and maybe he's a clone but who cares you don't need to know but now they're like i guess he's a clone whatever yeah. pretty <laughs> yeah. much the only explanation given in the movie is in the movie is oscar isaac going somehow palpatine has returned and that they just don't <laughs> mention it again yep. <laughs> they're like yep he's back <laughs> this is what we're doing um but yeah whatever i just i'm, I'm ready to move on to other star wars material yeah like new star wars material um and leave leave the skywalker saga in the past yep Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, speaking of Lucasfilm, uh, moving on to Indiana Jones five. So first of all, this is like actually happening now. Um, there's aiming to start shooting, shooting this summer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big news that came out this past week was that Steven Spielberg, who's been attached to this forever, um, is, is not going to be directing it. Um, which it's going to, it's going to be, so it's going to be the first Indiana Jones film that Spielberg has not directed. Um, but it looks like they're they're eyeing James Mangold, who directed uh, Walk the Line and uh, Ford vs Ferrari and Logan. Uh, they're eyeing him to come in and direct this thing, uh, with Harrison Ford coming back to play the character, which I think is a really interesting choice. Just like, hmm. so we we kind of independently had talked about this movie a little bit and how I just wasn't interested in another Indiana Jones, but bringing in like a fresh like voice like James Mangold into this story, I think definitely gets me more on board than i was i still am not dying to see this movie but i i'm curious to see what mangled does with this character and so if they're if they're doing old indiana jones again like at this point he's gotta be like time period wise they're gonna be in like the 60s or 70s at yeah. this point so it's gonna be like harrison ford punching hippies like i would love that so much because <laughs> that's basically something he would do now yeah he would, he would punch a hippie and would not care <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we'll find out. What do you what do you guys think about this? Are you looking forward to Indiana Jones five? Mm, I don't know. I think it it'll be an interesting take on it because I was definitely expecting like a reboot, <laughs> not a remake, uh, but with someone new in in the in the role. So I I don't know. I think 
it'll just be an interesting kind of take on it. So who knows? Who knows what Mangle will do with it? But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think I, too, am not dying to see this. And I kind of don't know where they're going to go with this whole Old Man Indiana Jones thing after the fourth one, which is just Old Man Indiana Jones again, you know. Uh, but And I'm assuming Shia LaBeouf wouldn't be back. So it could be him training a new Indiana Jones, and that would be cool, too, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen Indiana Jones in a long time, but... Uh, you know, I think, I think that's something. It's a franchise that hasn't been beaten to death, so yeah, I think there's still some life in it. If you guys had to guess, what do you think Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull has on Rotten Tomatoes? Forties in the forties. Thirty-three. This movie has a seventy-eight percent on Rotten what? Tomatoes. What? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Ooh, wow. That is a, from memory, that is not a good movie. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's not a good movie. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. I think everyone has collectively decided since then that, yeah, this isn't good. No. But, yeah. So, moving on from there, uh, we got more Steven Spielberg-related stuff um, in Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. So, Jurassic World 3 has been in production for a while now. Um, but we got the official confirmation that the title of the movie is Jurassic World Dominion, which, yeah. It's, I like it. It's it's a good title. It's better than Fallen Kingdom, I agree. I would say. Yeah. Um. And I guess they're doing like the dinosaurs are everywhere now instead of just a park. So yeah, you know. Um, and the the kind of logo that they had released uh, harkens back to like the original Jurassic Park logo. So it's got like the red and yellow color scheme and everything. It's not like the kind of like stone or metallic look that they've been going for the previous two Jurassic World movies, which I think is interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still curious to see what this movie actually ends up being, considering they're mixing like both the old and new cast from this franchise. So who knows? Maybe maybe this will be great. Yeah. Um, I think as I've said before to you guys, I've only seen the first Jurassic Park once, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so, and I know I'm wrong. I know. I, I get it. No one yell at me. But I didn't like it. I thought it was dumb. How old were you when you watched it? It's like, I think it was whenever like the last anniversary was for it, which was when it was turned like 25 or whatever. It would have been 2017, I think. It came out in 92, right? Or was it 93? Then I think I saw it mm-hmm. the 20th anniversary because I definitely didn't see it like two years ago. I think oh, I saw okay. it when I was like 12 or around that oh, age. Okay. So that, I feel like that'd be like the niche you would think, age. But I, I, you know, I'm obsessed is... with that movie. And also, I was a huge Game dinosaur boy. 93. I was a huge dinosaur boy when Aww. I was a kid. I was like, I'm gonna be. And a... you have transformed into a human. Yep. Yeah. Remarkable. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I was. I was a big. I was. I thought I was gonna be a paleontologist, which is a, a digger of dinosaur digger of dinosaur bones so you know <laughs> and now i'm a journalist so. dino digger <laughs> and now you host a podcast yeah. oh my word you should rename this podcast to mia and the dino boys <laughs> Mia and the dino boys man all right um as another sequel in development is creed 3 so the first the first creed came out in 20, 2015 i think i think so the second one was 2018 yep um so it's been it's been almost it's like a, a year, a and, year half. and a half yeah. since the second one came out and the second one was pretty good yeah. um i really liked the first one the second one yeah it was fun yeah um and so yeah they're moving forward on a third one i'm i'm yeah i'm on board with this yeah. like i I've, I've enjoyed these movies i'm curious to see what kind of role rocky plays in this one because i feel like his his role in the rocky franchise kind of came to a close at the end of creed 2 i feel like there's not really much more for him to do 
Um, so who knows? Maybe this will, this will just be Michael B. Jordan doing his thing, which I, I would be down for. Um, but yeah, are you guys are you guys excited to see a third Creed? Yeah, I actually had not heard that this was happening. Mm. So um, I'm I'm a big fan of the Rocky franchise. Um, I like both Creed movies, and I, I think Sylvester Stallone had said he's like this is my last one, which like he could you know if they just give him a lot of money, he'll probably be like, never mind, I'm back. Um, but yeah, you know I think with the entire Rocky franchise, it's like how many more stories can we tell about boxing and they keep on going and they keep on somehow being okay too good. So, you know, I'm, I'm assuming this would be the last one. So hopefully they, they, maybe it's the, the, the son of Mr. T in this one or something, <laughs> or maybe it's like him just fighting John Cena, the person yeah, or something like that. So I'm curious to see like how much this movie relies on the Rocky franchise as a whole, because while the first two Creed movies like work really well on their own, I feel like they do also kind of lean heavily into the Rocky franchise. Like the first one obviously leans heavy into the first Rocky, but then the second one it's like Ivan Drago and his son. So yeah. it's very, it's very prevalent that this is a film that exists in the Rocky universe. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that for the third one, they just focus on Adonis Creed um, and just like have his own story and have, have his own like movie to himself rather than like relying on yeah. Sylvester Stallone to carry it. But also then who he's going to fight. Because in like the first one, he fought like a rando guy, but he also had Sylvester Stallone, so you had that Rocky tie. But if no Rocky's in this, and then he's just fighting some guy. Like, I feel like because this is the Rocky franchise, and it's just very cheesy, and there ha- everyone has to be connected to someone else. Like, they'll be like, it, it has to be the son of someone else, you know? He's going to fight the son of Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to fight, what's his face? Um, uh, It's... The guy in This Is Us. Yeah. Um, uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. That guy. Yep. Um, he's going to fight him. <laughs> Hot. Not even in a ring. He just like shows up at yeah. his house. He's like, hey, <laughs> we're going to fight. I mean, that's basically Rocky Five. It's just people fighting in the streets. So. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Creed Three. Looking forward to it. Yep. Um, as far as other just kind of industry news goes, um, the big news that dropped last week, like while we were in class, was that Bob Iger has officially resigned as the CEO of Disney, um, which is which is obviously big news that the guy that's been running Disney for the past 15 years, arguably 15 of Disney's most prosperous years, uh, is stepping down. Um, yeah, so he's being replaced by a guy named Bob Chapek, uh, who is coming from the like parks mm-hmm. uh, like division. So he's been like running a lot of their park uh, like Disney World and that kind of stuff for a while now. Um, one thing I think is kind of interesting about this is that Bob Iger isn't like immediately not involved with Disney anymore. He's still staying on as an ex- as quote unquote executive chairman through December of 2021. And they asked him like what that, what that means. And basically he's just staying on as like a creative guy. He's like, Oh yeah, this is, this is what we, this is what we're going to do. And he's, so he's basically taken the job of CEO and given all of like the business parts to Bob Shapek and like kept all the fun stuff for himself for now. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is kind of hilarious. He'll still go to all the movie premieres. And yeah. He'll be at every ride unveiling. He'll be the first to ride the rides. And yeah. he's like, I mean, if I were Disney CEO, that would be the stuff I would want to. Yeah. So <laughs> I think he's like, might as well just, just do this fun stuff for a few more years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, this kind of came out of nowhere, but then also, so I've been, for a while now listening through like an audiobook of his uh of his memoir that came out um and listening to that it's very apparent that uh retiring is something that is on his mind 
Like he brings it up on a couple of occasions and says that he almost did it at one point, but then just decided not to. Um, so I guess this, this like, it makes sense. Uh, he's brought that he's under, under Bob Iger. They've Disney has acquired Lucasfilm, Marvel, Fox. Um, I feel like something else I'm missing. Uh, was Pixar under him? I feel like Pixar might've been under him. I feel I like they, think ma- so. I, I think, think they the- made a deal with Pixar prior to that, but yeah. then Disney's actual ownership of Pixar came under him. Gotcha. I feel like uh, yes. that could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so I feel like all we can do is just kind of applaud him yeah. and be like, yeah, good, good job, dude. Yeah. But also like, yeah, it's Disney. Yep. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to collapse without him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the last like little bit of movie news that wanted, uh, wanted to touch on is that Chris Evans is going to be starring in a, in a remake of Little Shop of Horrors as, so I know very little about Little Shop of Horrors. Apparently he's playing a dentist. He is. David, can you tell us more about this? So Little Shop of Horrors um, is a musical by Alan Menken, Mr. Little Mermaid Man and other Disney things. Little Mermaid Man. Little Mermaid Man. That's the one, that's the one I can think of <laughs> on top of my head. Um, and so basically uh, Little Shop of Horrors takes place in a uh, flower shop, and it follows this. It's, it's very simple. It's about a guy who uh, wants to get with this girl, um, but she's kind of like under the thumb of, I think, the flower shop owner, I believe. Um, and so what happens is he comes across this plant that um, can talk and uh, pretty much is like, I can get you everything that you want, but you have to uh, feed me with human blood. So <laughs> basically, as they do, he has to pretty much become a murderer in order <laughs> to like, and, and he's like this like meek, like nice flower shop owner, flower shop worker. And he has to become a murderer to appease an alien plant. Um, and it's so weird and oddball, but a ton of fun. And so the Chris Evans role is um, this deranged dentist who I think is only in one scene who's pretty much like an insane uh, serial killer. Um, so I am, I, I, you know, I, based off of Chris Evans' performance in Knives Out, I think he would be really good at playing this just kind of like manic strange character um so so yeah i'm very excited yeah i'm excited for this just kind of in like in premise like chris evans was fantastic in knives out and seeing like just the odd like kind of just villainous ish character that he played in that movie was it was really kind of refreshing to see him do like tackle that kind of role so i'm just really looking forward to pretty much whatever he's gonna do moving forward like the guy was Captain America. He can do whatever he wants at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited about yeah, this. Are you good looking stuff? Yeah, you looking forward to this, Mia? Very much so. Yeah, I'd love to see him continue stuff like like his character in Knives Out. Just see him do something completely separate from Captain America. Because I've seen him in like some other movies, like like his I think his directorial debut in Before We Go. I think in 2014 it was like a rom com, and it's really good. But it's still it's more of a realistic character so seeing something like really just out there would be a lot of fun i think because he yeah i think he has he has a lot of um just what's the word i'm looking for he can do anything basically he's got, he's got a range yes yeah. range but yeah so that's that's all the movie news we've got for this week so we'll just we'll just jump straight into our main topic um in our main topic this week uh we since invisible man just came out this past weekend we figured that we we wanted to talk about movie reboots and remakes and just generally how we feel about them like um do we do are we in support of remakes and reboots what are they um what do we want to see what do we not want to see 
And yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll throw it to you first, David. Um, just how do you feel about this growing trend of like movie remakes and reboots and yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you just throw a dart blindly, you're going to hit a random reboot that's playing at your local Cineplex. Um, just because that's just kind of the current climate of things and pretty much everything is getting a sequel or a reboot or a remake of some sort. Um, and you know, I, I think, it would be definitely nice if we had fewer reboots um, because I think a good chunk of them are, are it, the ratio of good to bad remakes is not very high. Um, but I think when it's done correctly, I think it, it can work very well and it can add more to a certain IP, but yeah. IP? intellectual property oh words <laughs> look at you <laughs> words are words are pretty good words are words um yeah I, I would kind of echo off of that and say yeah i think if they're if they're done in a a way that kind of brings them into the present especially with some some stories that are like f- from the deep past where history is not quite as favorable to ethnic minorities or women or there are a lot of issues with old movies. So I think bringing those like solid storylines into an updated version, I think can be done really well, but you just have to be careful. I think with just with the content content and doing it justice, but I don't know. That's me. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings about just remakes and reboots and sequels. And I think that they can be a good thing because it's taking if done well, it's taking a like a property that people love and giving them more of what they love and giving them something else to cherish and to be happy about. But when they're not done well, they're just kind of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're a, race, a waste of resources that could be better used on original content. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's very... it's easier for an original film to become like one of the best films of the year than it is for like a reboot or a remake or anything like that because like take knives out for example like that's something that while it's certainly inspired by like the novels of agatha christie and stuff like that it's very much an original film from uh from uh why am i why am ryan, johnson. ryan johnson um and that was one of the best films of last year and parasite was also one of the best films of, it was my favorite film of last year and it's something unlike pretty much anything we've seen before um but there is also something to be said that like uh like the invisible man is in theaters right now and that is it takes the premise of like its original material like the novel by h.g wells and like the original movie which came out in like 1930s i don't remember these it might be 33 um but that takes like the the loose premise of just like it's this crazy guy that figures out how to turn himself invisible and then starts kind of tormenting people it takes that and then applies it to a modern day Mm -hmm. like perspective and so it it updates it in a way that it's basically an original film at this point but it just is loosely adapted um and i think remakes like that remakes and reboots like that can work very well um but when it's just kind of rehashing the same thing over and over again then it's just kind of blatantly a cash grab and that's kind of how I feel about episode nine at this point. Like that's, I feel like the the Disney Star Wars trilogy is kind of just like a reboot as a whole. Like it's kind of like kickstarting this franchise again. And I feel like 
episode nine is kind of a good example of all of the things that are wrong with that Um, because they're just kind of relying on everything that came before and when you do that you don't really provide anything new of substance and that's just kind of how i feel about most remakes um like i just don't really i don't know i just don't really see the point in them um but yeah so what what do you what do you guys think are some like good examples of remakes and reboots and what would you like to see more of yeah um i I have a few examples here i think what really kind of makes the difference between a well-executed reboot and a not well-executed reboot is you kind of have a you kind of have to pick a lane um you kind of have a uh you have a bunch of kind of creative choices with the reboot you can make it take place in the same universe as the original film you can make it entirely different and i think the ones that know exactly what they're doing and where they're going with this reboot are the definitive good versions like i put down creed because creed was like you know it's technically a sequel um but it enlivens the franchise in a new way and kind of pivots to a new character really well um, I wrote down J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek. Um, I think that's probably one of the best because it, uh, the decision of kind of making it its own universe with the Kelvin verse, I think is yeah, the, yeah. yeah. the um, Kelvin timeline. Yeah, the Kelvin timeline or whatever um, was brilliant because it allowed it to tell new stories and not have to completely rely on the, the Star Trek canon. Um, and I, th- I think that was a really good idea. Um, I wrote a Planet of the Apes um, because that, again, kind of it it might take place in the same universe as the original, it might not, um, but it comes up with a really interesting origin for how does a Planet of the Apes happen. Um, so yeah, I think it's just important to for uh, studios to when when a studio is trying to reboot something they need to choose kind of what they they didn't know exactly what they want to do with that and then stick to that and not get muddied with that if that makes any sense so yeah um another example of like a good sort of reboot that i'll throw out there is um, mad max fury road because that is it's a film that still i think still technically exists within the mad max universe and like so the tom hardy version of this character we're seeing is supposed to be the same version as the um why why am i blanking on his name the mel gibson version uh from the original films um but that's something that pretty much takes this idea and does something new with it it brings the franchise like in a new direction um and so in that sense i i can like fully get behind um yeah just like a great movie is a great movie at the end of the day um but yeah i'm trying i'm trying to think of like a very poorly done reboot um one yeah. that I had written down was Ghostbusters, um, the uh, one from from a few yeah, years with, ago with Melissa McCarthy. Yes, yeah. um, and I don't think that movie's terrible, and that went through its own um, adjacent issues of just fanboys freaking out over an all female Ghostbusters and and all that. Um, but I think the decision to make it not have anything to do with the original Ghostbusters and be like, hey, here's a new Ghostbusters and it's a different Ghostbusters than you know was a bad idea just because it, by not having any connection really to like the original, it kind of felt, it didn't really kind of carry the spirit of it. Yeah. What do you you think, Mia? Well, I'm now trying to think of ones that 
I I think are a worse version of the original. And I when I'd done my research for this, I'd found ones that I thought were good. So the ones that I I had the Parent Trap as a remake. <laughs> yeah, a remake that I thought was what what year was that like? Was that the nineties or was that? I feel was it early two thousands? Goodness, I have, don't know. Have you seen both Parent Trap movies? No. They're the same. They're the same movie, but just Lindsay Lohan's in it. It's just, oh. it's it's the exact same thing. They're both pretty good, but they're the same. Okay, fair. Um, it's 1998. <clears throat> okay. Lindsay Lohan okay. twice and Dennis Quaid. Nice. In, in, in those movies, so. I had um, Les Mis, but I'm trying to think of another version that I've seen. Because I liked, what was that, 2012, I think? Yeah. I liked that version, but I'm trying to think of another, like, film version I that I've seen. I haven't seen this version, but I do know, like, just this past year, France did a, yeah. like, they oh, completely yeah, redid yeah. it, and they put it in, like, a modern, like, policing context. Huh. Um, and that was nominated for Best Foreign Language mm-hmm. Film at the yeah. Oscars, or Best yeah. International Feature Film at the Oscars this year. Interesting. Um, and I haven't seen that version, but obviously yeah. I've heard it's very good. Yeah. So I, I think that kind of taking of again taking of the original story and p- putting it in a completely mm-hmm. different context yeah. i think that is when a reboot works best yeah yeah. Um, yeah not when it's just the same thing over again hmm. but also along those lines that can also backfire as in like 2017's the mummy with tom cruise <laughs> like that <clears throat> certainly puts its story in a modern kind of superhero movie context but it's just that movie's a mess <laughs> um and it's yeah tries to set up a million different things that were never going to happen. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. I think one kind of series of remakes that I have, I think it started out, I felt very positive about it, but since then I just don't really see the point anymore is like all the Disney live action remakes because like I loved the jungle book. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I even really liked uh, Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. I thought that was really solid. Yeah, me too. Um, but I feel like since then, it's just kind of like I'm really looking forward to Mulan, and that's coming out like very soon. Um, but I don't know, like The Lion King and Dumbo and basically all Aladdin. the ones from last year, Aladdin. Um, I feel like they're just kind of blatant cash grabs. Hmm. Um, like they're not really trying to provide anything new or trying to update the story like i guess in aladdin uh guy Ritchie certainly did new things with these characters but it just didn't really work out and that could be for a variety of reasons but then there's like the lion king which they just kind of played it safe and told literally the exact same story in the exact same way just in a different animation style um and it made over a billion dollars so, yeah. like, the incentive, I guess, is there to make these movies, but it also, it's a little disheartening because when you see movies that, when you see movies like that be incredibly successful, you know that you're just going to get more movies like that instead of uh, seeing, like, more, instead of seeing these major studios invest in, like, original content. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's just the way the market works. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think especially with something like Disney, where if it were like a smaller company, I think it would be a different story where there would be maybe more of an emphasis on originality. But when there's a lot of money to be made for from something like a, re- a remake, then 
yeah, might as well go for it. Yeah. And speaking of Disney, I guess another uh, remake that's coming out this year is West Side Story from Steven Spielberg. That comes out in like December. Um, and so I'm not big into this, but I know you guys are very much looking forward to this. So I guess if you want to talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I had this written down. And, you know, obviously we haven't seen it yet. We don't know if it's good. But um, kind of like what you were saying where it's taking a movie that was made in a time where – you know, like it was, it was ground ba- groundbreaking at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know, they had like white actors play Hispanic people, yeah. and like that's not good. And and no, 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 don't do that. Not cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Um, and and just, I think with a movie like this, that you can update it, and you know, it'll be it'll be the same story and the same choreography and stuff like that, and same music. But I think there are ways to update it and make it and improve upon the original which mm-hmm. is a classic but does not hold up in many ways yeah 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 and it's like it's taking a, re- a really good idea and just like giving it its due diligence i think of like casting an actress of color in an a- actress of color's role yes, like yeah like just giving it more justice instead of like just leaving that to be done maybe on on broadway which is probably it might be an easier thing to you know cast an actress of color on a broadway version instead of like this huge production so yeah yeah i don't know i feel like having not really seen anything of this new movie i feel like it's just not it it feels like a movie that should have come out 10 years ago and it just doesn't really Mm -hmm. fit in i don't know i i feel like it doesn't really fit in like the landscape of today especially with like i don't know with like in the heights coming out this year i feel like that's a much more um kind of like modern and new like kind of musical like this that is going to be at least to me much more interesting mm-hmm. than uh, west side story um but i don't know i can't i'm sure west side story will be successful but i feel like at the end of the year uh, in the heights will be the one that will be having people talk about it a lot more mm-hmm. um just because it's something we because we like we've seen west side story before mm-hmm. um like and i i fully like I get what you guys are saying about like it needing to be updated and um, which I, yeah, again, fully support, but I just, I don't know. I, again, I just feel like resources could be better utilized, hmm. but that's just me. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big musical theater man. Um, and so I'm cool with as many remakes of old musicals as possible forever and always. <laughs> and I will go see them. So <laughs> yeah. <it's fair. laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I say keep this musical train coming, Steven Spielberg and anyone else who's <laughs> listening else. to this podcast. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. So we, we want to wrap it up there. I think we're good. Cool. Um, so this this has been Cinebraskans, the daily Nebraskan entertainment podcast. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've been your host, Kyle Cruz, as always, joined by my co-hosts. David Berman. And Mia Everding. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. See, See ya. ya.